for what it's worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. Today's episode is a best of. Our next new episode will be released in two weeks. This episode has new break content and space news, so stay tuned. Well, that's what the topic is. We're going to be talking about bullying today. <laughs> but what did you do last week? So... <laughs> You're yeah. really great at segueing things and topics and stuff. This was the opening segment. Okay. Okay. All right. So what did you do last week? We went on a gigantic and amazing parade. Was it so, amazing? Yes, it was amazing. Hmm. It was... Gina's shaking her head no. No, it was good. It was good? I'm just kidding. So we went on a fun little um, parade. Um, I did a lot, a lot of planning with um, some good friends of mine. And we put together a city parade, and we had about, what, 50, 50 furries there? I'd say, yeah, this is a pretty about good number. 20 fursuiters, no. Uh, maybe not that many. Okay, like, maybe about 15, 15. fursuiters. Yeah. And we marched down the city parade, waving, giving high fives, giving kids hugs. Did you suit? And people hugs. Yes, I suited. I full suited. That was a big mistake. <laughs> you know what else is a mistake? Not talking into your microphone. Oh, hi guys. So that was a that was a big mistake is going out in the hot, hot sun in a full suit. I was almost dying by the end of it. I, I got off of the thank goodness we had a parade float because I was able to hop off and um jump and entertain people for like ten seconds and then I was right back up on the <laughs> on the parade float again. Yeah. Did, did you suit? I did. I full suited uh much as uh, Rue's experience would tell you, it's yeah not the best idea on a hot, arid day. Uh, but at the very end, thankfully, I was on the float already because I started to get lightheaded and I was you know listless. And I'm like, okay, if I don't get this head off, then uh, there's going to be a dead hyena. So <laughs> I I hurried, uh, like kind of you know hunkered down on the float and got under some people and grabbed water and took off my head and yeah but it was right at the end so nice well it sounds like fun what else did you do um well it was mostly that that was a lot it of just planning. Took up all your time it huh? took up all my time to get that or- organized and um yeah that was that was pretty much the main thing that i did and and then play more animal crossing but you know we don't want to talk about that i, I you know I, I, to segue onto that for 10 seconds i went and i looked at it and I decided it's still the same game it was before. Therefore, I did not buy it. But I did go look at it after you did a terrible job of selling me on it last show. So. I did a terrible job? You did not make it sound very entertaining, i got to be honest. But it's okay. I was like, you know what? You, you were trying. I could see. So I it, went was, it was really good. It's really good. I went and looked. And then I realized that my 3DS hadn't been turned on in a while. And then I realized the eShop had Kirby's Star Stacker on it. And so I was like, oh, well, time to play that forever. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great old game. So what have you been up to? Um, yeah, this uh, we only had one week between recording sessions because of uh, real life. Uh, and this week it was just a lot of work. I've been getting ready to, to get some stuff put out at work for production. So uh, I took up all my time. I'd come home and sleep and eat. And that's it. Oh, and my fuel pump on my car died last night. And so I have not had a very good. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't mind working. I don't mind because busy means I get to a Friday faster. Uh, the fuel pump sucks, but it's also a part that is pretty easy to replace on my car. I have a Beetle, 
Uh, and so, which we all know that if something breaks, it costs a lot of no, money no. to fix it. Normally. The, the thing is, okay, so Volkswagens, everyone knows Volkswagens have higher maintenance costs, but they are fun to drive, so you do have a trade off. And if you, it's kind of worth it for me, at least how I see it. But uh, the fuel pump is actually a very easy part to replace. They have a what they call a trap door underneath the back seat, so you just lift up the back seat. There's a little door there, and you can get to the fuel pump. It's nice. You don't have to take the whole car apart. <laughs> um, but the thing about Volkswagen is, is things like a fuel pump I can find a reasonable, not like the world's greatest replacement, reasonable replacement for around 150 online. Uh, but if I need to get an L-shaped ho- hose with a widget on the end, it's like five thousand dollars. Like the stupid rubbery molded parts are always the expensive ones. The mechanical parts are normal prices. And all this talk about cars makes me want to go listen to car talk. I want to go. Actually, been watching <laughs> a lot of Top Gear too in the background. Um, and then do the do om- do 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 we don't have the rights for that. Stop singing. Oh, <laughs> uh, the other thing I've been doing, um, well, last night really, because it just started, was because um, now I have satellite radio and you can listen to it online too. Um, last night we were rocking out to EDC while we were getting ready for the show. So I fell fun. asleep to rock music. Dude, yeah. ATB was spinning live. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. So that's uh, a. Oh, it wasn't really rock music. Anyways. Yeah. So is it time for a cookie? Yes, it is time for a cookie. Yay. Let's see. Not what even going to bite today? it. Not going to bite it? There, thank you. You're welcome. I know everybody loves that. I know, especially little too. Uh-huh. Anyways, here we go. It says, The only love you keep is the love you give away in bed with a cookie. So the only love you get, you keep is the love you give away in bed with a cookie. So now that I have this fortune, I'm going to now turn it in to um, one of the Tom Nook kids or whatever, and then I'll get a Nintendo prize. And I'll put it in my house with all my fruit and stuff like that. Anyways, too much Animal Crossing. So there we go. Let's get on with the show. Wait, wait. Before we do, I just wanted to put out there that today Corey wasn't able to join us in the studio uh, because of some scheduling conflicts. So we do have Ink standing in. Um, therefore, if the audio sounds terrible, it's Ink's fault. That's all. Now let's start the show. Tugs. What? Did you know that boys are least likely to report bullying? No, I didn't. Hey, Tugs. What? Did you know that girls bully in groups more than boys do? <laughs> yes. Did you know that girls tend to use more indirect emotional forms of bullying? Research indicates that girls are becoming more physical than they have in the past. Hey, Tugs. How many of do you have? <laughs> with bullying and with boys, they bullies, I mean, boys tend to bully according to groups such as, such as athletic versus non-athletic. Girls tend to bully according to social status, such as popular versus non-popular. And there are some of your facts for the day. So as Rue has uh, <laughs> cheesily let us know, we are talking about... 
Bullies. Bullies. Bullying and hate in the fandom. And to bring the other half of the conversation to the table, we have invited Gina back. Yay! Hooray! Hooray. It's good to have Gina back. Yes. Hi, everyone. So, Gina, for those that have just barely, you know, started listening to our show and they haven't listened to other episodes that you've been on, um, what is some of, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, uh, let's see. I am 26, female, Caucasian. (laughs) I got some, like, dark hair on my head at the moment, and it changes colors a lot. Uh, And I'm a hyena. Do the drapes match the carpet? What? (laughs) What? Dumb. Dumb. I don't have any carpet. (laughs) (laughs) You have a hardwood floor. Oh, so what, what episodes have you been on so far? Let's see. You were here for Women in the Fandom. Yep. So there's a reason why we chose Gina to be on the show today. And um, Gina has experience. Has had experience in the past with bullying. Oh, yeah. And so she's going to be talking a little bit about that today. Um, we want to thank you so much for the overwhelming support that you guys have sent to us, especially the emails. Um, and we're also going to be sharing your stories and commenting on them. Yep, later on, maybe uh, after the break. So let's explore bullying, shall we? What is bullying exactly? Where, what do you think bullying is? I think bullying is basically people that are preying on the weak or, you know, harassing the weak. Gina? Um, that's, that's a pretty fair estimate, actually. That's kind of what I was going to say along the lines of... Uh, you know, bullying is, you know, you have somebody who, for whatever reason, either because they're, you know, a, an aggressive person or because maybe they were picked on, you know, the cycle tends to slow downhill. So maybe they feel like because they were picked on, they want to pick on someone else. Uh, basically, you're, yeah, preying on someone who has a weakness or who can't stand up for themselves or, you know. Yeah. Not that we're saying that that if you're being bullied that you're weak you know no it's just what tends to happen yeah it's perception like there's something that's different about you that they may see that may not fit into what they're you know like either you have to take insulin or whatever whatever well and because i'm not clever enough to come with up with a definition i went to the dictionary yes the official Merriam-Webster Dictionary, because Oxford is copyrighted like hell and they don't give it to you for free, Merriam-Webster said, <laughs> bullying is to treat abusively or to affect by means of force or coercion. There you go. The dictionary has said it's abuse. <laughs> Rue is just, yes. Um, what we did is uh, we wanted to kind of figure out who are our bullies and why do we bully. So we decided to turn to the news and studies and see what we had. Uh, And we have this short article um, from Discovery News, which is hiding over here. And uh, this is from January 2010. And it says, The story of Phoebe Prince, a 15-year-old Irish immigrant who killed herself in January after prosecutors say she was bullied relentlessly by her South Hadley, Massachusetts classmates, returned to the international spotlight this week after indictments were made public of nine teenagers on various charges, including stalking, statutory rape, and criminal harassment. This is what bullying can lead to. Um, The charge raises the question, raises the question, why do people bully? 
It provides kids a sense of power, says Catherine Bradshaw, a developmental psychologist who studies bullying at Johns Hopkins University. It's a way of pulling your core group closer and putting someone else out of it. The simple reason is it shows they have power over others, agreed Marlene Snyder, a development director for the OAS Bullying Prevention Program in the U.S. The reason that they do it repeatedly is that they are getting away with it. Nobody is calling them on their bad behavior. When they aren't called on it, they think, well, it must be okay. This power brings popularity and high school social status for bullies, Bradshaw said, but they're also perceived as disliked. Evidence has shown that bullies often suffer from social and emotional problems, she added. At the same time, one of the big myths is that bullies bully because they feel bad about themselves. The research consistently shows that they have average or above average self-esteem. I'm pausing right there just to say that that was a huge revelation for me because I always thought they had a problem of their own. Uh, continuing, for the longest time, we thought for sure that these ringleader bullies were socially rejected, that there were no way you could establish dominance and control by humiliating other kids or tormenting them. But now we've shown that there is a peer socialization process, that bullies tend to have more friends, said expert Dorothy Esplage, a psychologist at the University of Illinois. Indeed, experts agree that peer influence is crucial in accounting for bullying. If your peer group says that pushing and shoving and spitting on people or spreading lies is okay, even though you may have been taught differently, you lose your moral compass. But researchers also emphasize that parents play a role. If parents are modeling aggression, kids will learn that. The things they say to their kids about how to handle conflict and the way they handle conflict themselves are important. The reality is that we're not talking to our kids early enough and long enough about bullying and healthy relationships. As you age, you understand the consequences of your behavior, she added. I don't think high schoolers understand that they can be prosecuted. A person who bullies intentionally picks out someone they know is weaker than themselves so they can intimidate, harass, or humiliate them to their bidding. It's a misuse of their power, and this behavior is usually repeated, and of course, this power differential is there. It's not just a conflict. It's in a conflict where the kids are of equal power. They're still supported by their friends. It's important to understand that bullying is abuse. That was a little long, but I thought it before reading on the air. So, your thoughts. I saw lots of nods over here. Uh, I'd have to say I definitely agree that uh, it's it does seem to be, you know, kind of a, a way to gain power and influence among your peers for why, certain individuals. Why do you think that that some people feel like that they need to gain that power? Because maybe they feel weak and, you know, see themselves as as lower than somebody else or because you know maybe their friends are afraid to stand up to them when they see this person being a bully to somebody else so in a way that's that's kind of like you know they they use that power to influence their friends and well and it was interesting because it said they had self they didn't have self-esteem issues it was usually the people that they were picking on had the self-esteem issues so i mean is it is it the ability because you have it, you're going to just do it? Or is it because we don't like things that are different? I wish we had a psychologist right now. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get them to come on programs like this, just so you know. It is. Um, what did you think, Gru? You know, I just, well, I bully people, <laughs> you know, and that's that's what we're definitely going to get down to. It's just, you know, I, I think that it's it's very, very weak for people to have to like push down another person just to pull themselves up you know that's what they do and they they kick someone out of their group 
Yeah, exactly. They kick someone out of their group to make them feel better about themselves or, or have more feeling that they have more control. And, you know, I actually looked at some other facts and, you know, normally may, maybe it's because, you know, some of these bullies, they come from really bad families to where they are abused themselves. And so they therefore they feel like that they have no control in their home life. And so therefore they have to feel like that they have to have control somewhere in their life. And so the only thing that they know how to, you know, how to affect people is the way that their parents have taught them or shown them. And so therefore they then push that onto other people. Sounds like a football dad. Yeah. Yeah. Football dad or whatever. Yeah. One that brings out the belt. The belt? What's wrong with the belt? No, no. Like, seriously, corporal punishment. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, one that there's there's, there's discipline, and mm-hmm. then there's somebody that abuses their child, you know? Huh. Okay. At least, I don't know. Anyways. Well, did you ever encounter the aggressive football jock type, Gina? Um, I've encountered them, but I haven't had any kind of, you know negative experiences with them but i have a feeling that that has to do with um you know gender differences because you know men tend to kind of you know guys tend to bully more physically it seems like and you know like women like you're saying and they're more manipulative emotionally things like that um so i have not encountered any kind of a jock Mm. sort that would have come after me for anything. So. What, what do you think about the conclusion here that says that parents aren't talking to their kids about it? Because yeah, it sounds like it's an early prevention type thing, right? Do you, do you think parents aren't talking to their kids? Would you agree with that? I'd agree because I think part of it is that parents don't see it as a huge issue, especially now with uh, you know technology being what it is. Kids are on the internet a lot more. There's it seems like it's a lot less, you know, physical in schools. Now it's become more over texting, you know, kids bully other kids. You know, every kid has a cell phone these days. And it's just a lot of it's silent, you know, and, and parents aren't seeing it. So it hasn't necessarily gone away. It's just changed form, maybe. Very true. So when does bullying happen? happen? Now, a lot of this, I think a lot of us are thinking about school when this comes to mind, but let's think about the big picture. I think it's important we capture a full 360 view as much as we can here. Besides, you know, school, where else Where else have you seen bullying happen? When? The workplace. The workplace? Definitely. On the internet. Facebook? Cyberspace. It doesn't have to be just Facebook. You know, one of the things... Twitter. One of the things that was on the news recently, and uh, I'm sure you probably heard about it, was that bus monitor that was like bullied by the kids, uh, and it was on YouTube and it made the news. And, I like, hadn't. They oh they were vicious, vicious. Oh yeah, they were. I can't remember if they assaulted her or not, but uh, anyways, it got out and people ended up giving uh, donations to her so much that she's retired now. She doesn't have to deal with them anymore. But those kids got into a world of trouble for. Her. But Kids are, you know, I think kids are meaner to each other in some ways than Definitely. than adults. I really do. Yeah, I was reading a, when I was researching, it was 50, 53% of kids in school have made some sort of a mean comment online or, or something to affect another child or affect somebody. I, I don't know. That. So anyways, um, when are, what are some other places that... 
you know, I think family. I've definitely seen that there's some bullying that happens in families. Really? Is relatives. Relatives? Yeah. Family problems. Um, I see it at cons. You do? Oh, yeah. I live it at cons. Are you talking about? Of course. Not so much now as I used to, but yeah. And then, man, there's a lot of places. I'm sure that everyone listening furry right groups. now. Furry groups. Yeah. Clicks. Clicks. Geeks. Geeks. Uh, for those who don't know what a click is, because I believe that that's a slang word that's only um, in the U.S. and maybe the U.K. Uh, it's a one of those close-knit groups of friends. C-L-I-Q-U-E. Well, do you think that click has a more bigger definition to it? I mean, sometimes what happens is clicks, to me, is like a group of people, but they only allow like certain people to be in. Right. Because you're in the club, you're in that group of friends. It's it's a it's a close knit group of people. So, so we we've kind of got a little bit of the when and the where. Um, I've seen it on the bus. You have? Mm-hmm. What was it like? Uh it was uh, kids intimidating each other, kids being dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is we see it every day. I, I think that we see it almost every day. Um, somebody doesn't like someone else, and somebody's you know, doing something stupid to another person and trying to hurt them. And... So, so let's talk about how it escalates then. So it starts with a mean comment. And then how do you, how do you have you seen it grown, Gina? Um, well, you know, it's, I think it just, I think it's root. It's just like we were discussing earlier. It's something is different. Right. Whether it's their appearance or their personality, there's there's something that the majority does not have that, you know, people who do bully tend to target people that are, are different. And you, it could start with something as, as simple as, you know, if it's someone you know in real life, I mean, a rude comment or, you know, maybe they're glaring at you or, you know, ex- like, you know, long periods of like uh sustained eye contact because in a lot of species i mean especially in primates uh sustained eye contact for longer than five or seven seconds is considered a sign of aggression um you know it goes it it can escalate from just you know verbal abuse to you know you're exclusive of this person you know emotional abuse oh yeah i'm inviting everyone to my party but i don't want this person to come because they're weird or they they're you don't have a good strangely or yeah exactly it's you know uh what does it have you ever seen it become physical when does it escalate into a physical assault i mean because obviously this girl committed suicide because they were beating her up so it's I mean, and sometimes it doesn't have to escalate into a physical assault. Right. It could be strictly verbal or the person's only harassing you through text messages or emails or in private messages on Facebook. You know, it's... Ways they don't think they're going to get caught in. Exactly. Because, you know, when you're sitting behind a screen, you're somewhat anonymous. I mean, you don't have that escalation and conflict because you're not one-on-one with this person in the same room. You know, maybe, you know, the tables would turn if, you know, little Timmy over there is trying to pick on six-foot-tall chubby Billy, but, you know, he could who could easily beat the crap out of him and size-wise, but online, I mean, it's easier to just, you know. 
What do you think about Harass. teachers stepping in and stopping things like that? Do you think the teachers should just say no? Should they send them to the office? Do you think that they should like be able to lay hands on them and be like, you cannot do this? Like, what, what, what would you, where would you draw the line if you had control of the world? If I had control of the world. Yeah, and you could tell teachers their their limit of authority on um, bullying specifically. I would give them the authority to, you know, after, say, three warnings, two warnings, step it up a notch and, you know, take the kid by the shirt and be like, you would need to stop this now. You know what I mean? It's, I think the biggest thing is, especially nowadays, people, adults are so afraid to chastise their children and, and you know, you know, basically it's spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, you're, they're going about this like they're, they're oblivious of it. And I think that that's, you know, causing kids to not want to say anything because nothing's going to be done about it. And, you know, the cycle just continues. They're more and more bullied. And then it gets to a point where it does escalate to a physical, the, the physical environment, say by this girl that like killed herself. Well, granted, they, the kids actually, beat her up so there was physical but i mean people that you know they're harassed so much online or over their texts or whatever that they kill themselves or they cut themselves or attempt suicide or do you think what would you do let's take the same question and apply it to to your boss okay to the workplace how would where would you draw the limit in the workplace would you leave it the same as schools Mm, well don't you love thought experiments (laughs) (laughs) no it's it's interesting um you want a minute to think about it because yeah, come back to me in a minute. Okay. I got to think about that. Where where would you draw it, Rue? In your workplace? Because you you work in a chill workplace, right? You have like a cube farm. It's a oh yeah, yeah. It's a cube farm. We're we're kind of a little bit of a happy family. We don't have too much backbiting that happens. So I don't have very much experience in that. But if I was feeling like a supervisor was you know um, you know belittling me. And different things like that. I would talk to the. That's what the HDR, H, HR department is for. It's supposed to be there for. I don't know if I agree with that. I think HR is there to prevent the company from getting sued. Really, is what it is. I don't. I think the person who may be running the department will care. But I think as far as a functional role, HR does not necessarily. Even though they say they do, they're not going to put your interest first if the company's interest is greater. So what do you what do you think? Um, you know, I kind of see all kinds of cattiness and stuff. I, I am in a position right now where I'm not having to deal with a lot of that with what I do. Um, but I mean, it happens and I know it happens and you hear about it when you go outside and take a walk and you hear people smoking and talking about it. If you ever need to know what's going on in the workplace, it's the smoker's porch. Uh, it's really true. Uh, you know, if the law didn't get in the way um, and you could get someone fired um, without unemployment for being a bully. Um, I would say that you mean in pretty much being able to fire a person for being a bully when you can prove it. You're like I have seen you do this, or I have gotten numerous reports, and I have substantiated them. Yeah, you should be able to kick someone out on their ass without any kind of notice, because it makes for a hostile work environment, and no one likes that. No one wants to go to work tomorrow and know that they're gonna have to deal with shitheads. Yep. That's really what it is. Did you come up with your thought? Uh, yeah, that gave me a little bit to work with. There. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, I have, I have seen, you know, bullying in the workplace. You know, it's. I think it. It also stems from the fact that there is a hierarchy 
in every workplace. You have a manager, a system manager, you have, you know, depending on, you know, like the middleman, and then you have like the lowest, you know. So I think that that really sort of is sort of uh, supports that sort of environment where, you know, people are going to get bossed around by the head and then, you know, shit rolls down. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, but I, I think personally that, uh, you know, there should be, I, I would think there would, there would need to be more than one person. Like there need to be a, like an objective party, I think in there to, Sorry, She's mic. beating up the studio. I, know. I didn't Bam. mean to hit the mic. I'm sorry. Uh, Don't bully the mic. Like, I think there would need to, you know, kind of be like a, someone else there to say, okay, I've also looked at at what's been going on here, and we're reviewing your case, and that's it. You need to go. You know. Right. So it's like who watches the Watchmen? Because <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. Uh, so, we're we're coming up on the end of the segment, actually, okay. um, and so I wanted to get in two more questions if if we're good for that. Um, bullying at cons. Have you guys seen bullying at cons? That's where I was going. Is like what I want to know, Tugs. That was my question, actually. What what is this that, that you're hearing about um, bullying at cons? Uh, I, we actually, I'm going to get into it in more detail later because we have an email about it in, in our next segment. Um, but you will see uh, a lot of the different subgroups um, getting harassed by everyone else. And so unless you are, and it's, it's usually based upon kink and I mean, that con kink comes out and that's okay. Um, it's, unless you're into basically bondage, if you have any other, any other kink, oh, okay. I, you will get nailed to the wall for it. And it's BS. Can, can I, can I say it? Can I pinpoint it? Uh, let's wait till the next segment. Cause okay. we have that email. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, if I could change the rules at con, um, there would have been def- several times people would have gotten banned for just being outright unquestionable douchebags or what they were clearly doing. There's a video on YouTube of it, actually, that comes to mind um, where they went and picked on a party. A bunch of people did. Hmm. And it was people I knew, and it was very disheartening. I lost a lot of respect for those people. Um, but, yeah, um, the real the last question. What's the difference between trolling and bullying? Yep. So what do you think? Gina, what do you think is the difference between trolling people and bullying people? Or do you think it's the same? I feel that bullying is usually more directed at a specific person versus that person's opinions. Like, I think trolling seems to be mostly an online phenomenon. Um, Well, what about giving your friends shit in real life, though? You know, when does it become bullying? Does it? It can definitely overstep that line. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's, you know, but there's a point where you say, okay, please stop. And, you know, the person should stop. And if they don't, I would say that that definitely constitutes bullying because, you know, everybody has their own, you know, they everyone has to draw the line somewhere. You know, each person's more tolerant or less tolerant of certain things. So, but uh, I personally feel just in general trolling like oh someone you know made a spelling error you know correct it in kind of a funny way or something they self-defecated or (laughs) or the loin king yeah the loin Uh, yeah like you know it's it's just i feel it's it's more harmless 
fun as opposed to bullying seems to be more of a direct attack on someone. So it's the intent. Well, and but the it, thing is, is trolling. Don't you usually like go to the person afterward and or do you not? Do you go to the person afterward and say, I was just joking or that's that's a good good question. I don't know. I'd like like to do normally people go like when you when you give your friends like crap or whatever like that you usually go to them and say you know i'm just kidding you know i'm just kidding you know or you know you make sure that they're they're laughing or or something like that you know exactly the difference is is if and i've always tried to be careful about that because i try and joke with my friends i mean it everyone laughs everyone likes to laugh um you have to be willing to make fun of yourself um and you kind of get a sense of how far you can take it um, but everyone is then on the same level. You get what I'm saying? You're kind of like self-regulating yeah, in a way. Um, but it, you don't do it with a malicious intent. I, I feel like giving your kid, I mean kids, wow, giving your friends <laughs> crap is different than trolling. Like I feel like trolling is, I don't know. I just, I just feel like trolling is being, it's more closer to bullying sometimes. I think trolling has a more malicious um, component let's say, than just, ha-ha, Rue, you sound like a girl, versus, you know... Well, that's just giving me crap. Right, but if I was to start teasing you about your body type more than, like, wants a blue moon, that could be considered trolling, whereas bullying might be, like, Rue, you're a little pipsqueak, I'm twice your height, I'm gonna kick your ass. Like, I mean, those are extreme examples, right? But is that, would you agree with those kind of being illustrative uh, examples? Yeah. Yeah. But... I think it's, I don't know. I guess I've never really experienced, I never really experienced bullying as in like actually being like, like punched in the face. I have, I have when I was in, in high school, but the more bullying that I tend to deal with nowadays isn't somebody coming and punching me in the face. It's, it seems to graduate to that where you go into the sphere of emotional or social bullying and that's more or less said um, that I find that as we grow older, that that is what people have to deal with. And, and I understand that that's not how everybody has to deal with things. But you never see fights in a workplace. You never see people punching each other at a workplace. It's all passive aggressive. It's all passive aggressive shit. That's exactly. what it is. Greetings fellow space fans, Smokescale Aquatus here with a few more bits of sciency goodness for you. As of Sunday, June 8, 2014, here are your space headlines. Elon Musk recently revealed the Dragon V2, the crude variant of the SpaceX Dragon capsule. The vehicle will seat 7, launch atop a Falcon 9 rocket, and dock with the ISS for 180 days before returning to Earth. What sets this apart from other space vehicles currently in use and development is that it can land under the power of its own engines. This gives it the ability to land anywhere on Earth with the accuracy of a helicopter. What's more, it's designed so that once it lands, it simply needs refueling before being attached to another Falcon 9 and launched again. It can do this up to 10 times before needing more maintenance than a simple refuel and readiness checklist. NASA is preparing to launch a genuine flying saucer. The test vehicle will be lifted by a helium balloon from the U.S. Navy's Pacific Missile Range facility in Kauai, Hawaii. The purpose? An attempt to recreate the conditions of entry into the Martian atmosphere. Once it reaches a certain height, the balloon will release it, 
and a single 17,500 pound thrust engine will push it into the upper atmosphere. Once there, and once up to the desired speed, a nest of sensors will record data as it undergoes similar conditions to the Martian atmosphere. It will also test a new concept for aerobraking. A series of airbag-like balloons will inflate around the perimeter, increasing the saucer's surface area to effectively create more drag. The hope is this will slow the ship down even more without needing to create a larger, heavier heat shield. As of the time of this recording, NASA has been waiting for optimal wind conditions to begin the flight. Morpheus completed its first night test launch not long ago. It was the first time the Autonomous Landing Hazard Avoidance Technology System, or ALHAT, had been used at night, and it performed beautifully. This proves that the Morpheus will be able to land on its own without any input from a human in the darkest pitch on the night side of the moon. This brings the landing platform one step closer to its intended use for lunar or even Martian landings. NASA's Optical Payload for LaserCom Science, or OPALS, successfully beamed a high-definition video as part of its first communications test. The Hello World video is on YouTube for anyone to watch and giggle at in amusement. This transmission is the first of its kind, sending high-fidelity video and audio by way of a laser beam. The 175 megabyte video only took 3.5 seconds to transmit, but because the space station is always moving, the targeting of the laser must be extraordinarily precise. NASA likened it to aiming a laser pointer at a human hair 30 feet away and keeping it there while walking. Congratulations to the ISS crew for its successful connection. Now you can see all those cat pictures and videos you'd be missing while you're up there. That's all we've got for you this time. For more news about space and space-related matters, follow NASA and other related organizations on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media. And as always, until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. You're listening to the best of For What It's Worth. When I was a kid, I used to think that pork chops and karate chops were the same thing. I thought they were both pork chops. And because my grandmother thought it was cute, and because they were my favorite, she let me keep doing it. Not really a big deal. One day, before I realized fat kids are not designed to climb trees, I fell out of a tree and bruised the right side of my body. I didn't want to tell my grandmother about it because I was scared I'd get in trouble for playing somewhere I shouldn't have been. A few days later, the gym teacher noticed the bruise and I got sent to the principal's office. From there, I was sent to another small room with a really nice lady who asked me all kinds of questions about my life at home. I saw no reason to lie. As far as I was concerned, life was pretty good. I told her whenever I'm sad, my grandmother gives me karate chops. This led to a full-scale investigation, and I was removed from the house for three days until they finally decided to ask how I got the bruises. News of this silly little story quickly spread through the school and I earned my first nickname, Porkchop. To this day, I hate pork chops. Welcome back from the news break. Today we are talking about bullying. And we are going to be reading your emails. Uh, a lot of them are very personal and are stories just like the one you've heard. And we wanted to uh, thank everyone for sending them in. 
Uh, and for those of you who shared a personal story you wouldn't have shared otherwise, we want to give you an extra thank you for that as well. So uh, we will be um, talking first, I think, about uh, adults who remember bullying. Many adults who are bully victims reported at overtime feeling feelings of unhappiness and shame decreased. However, those who remember bullying as intensely painful continue to show low self-esteem, depression, and greater nar narcissism. 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 So that story um, was called To This Day. Uh, you can uh, check our show notes page for it or just simply go to YouTube. I wanted to give Smokescale uh, from Fuzzy Logic. It's another, it's our sister podcast. A huge thank you for sharing that with us uh, before we got this episode going. Isn't Smokescale, for, wasn't that a TED Talk? What Smokescale shared with us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a TED Talk. So uh, let's talk about the different types of bullying. Uh, first one is bullying inside of relationships. Uh, this email is from Rufus. Uh, and he says, this is a story I've been waiting a long time to speak up about. About three years or so ago, I was introduced to the furry fandom by a good friend of mine I met that year. My life was pretty crappy until I met him, so I was essentially alone in school up to this point. He trapped himself in an abusive relationship over the web. Even at first, it was so bad that my once that once my friend told me, uh, told his boyfriend. Sorry, let me start over. Even at first, it was so bad that once my friend told his boyfriend he made another furry. I was apparently put on observation to see if I'd attempt to pull anything. Once he knew I was straight, the period ended. I thought. I continued to assume that it was only a short-term thing, but the amount of power this guy was exerting over my friend was becoming absurd. As punishment for some unknown transgression, he was specifically said to my friend he wasn't allowed to speak to me for several weeks, knowing that I was essentially his only friend on the other end of the computer screen. It wasn't until he broke the silence that I really understood the scope of what was going on. It, hap it appeared there were several weird suicide plots on the part of his boyfriend that used guilt as a weapon against him. He purposely overdosed on his medications at least four times in an attempt to show my friend what he was apparently forcing him to do. He oftentimes forced him not to speak with anyone, such as with my case or any RP friends. He sometimes found clever ways to essentially kick my friend off the internet. The misery it was almost bringing my friend brought him to contemplating ending it all himself. Once I was aware, I had to tell someone. Almost immediately, my high school's counselor reached out to his parents, which in turn put him on a 24-hour watch. He hated me for that for quite some time afterwards, but I'm okay with it so long as he was still alive. Nothing really improved for a while, but at least I didn't lose the only friend I really had. I lost a lot of access to information that I could have used to help to increase silence on my friend's part, and at least on the surface, something got better, at least for a minute. At his graduation, his panelist moved to Canada with his boyfriend, and so he did. And at least for a moment, the chaos stopped. But then I was shocked when he returned. He finally cut ties and liberated himself. I never really knew what happened to the other guy, but quite frankly, I don't think any of us really care. In the end, I think there's a lesson to be learned by anyone in the fandom. But uh, be they subject to this terror or on the sidelines trying to do something. You only have as much power as you think you do. And words only mean something if they are heated. If you know someone who's suffering the same problems, do the same. Every life is a precious gift to us all in the fandom, and we can't operate when we're losing them to a handful of stuck-up losers. I feel like relationship trouble is our fandom's dirty little secret, and we really need to do something against it together. Let's make it happen, folks. Much love, Rufus. Thank you, Rufus. Thank, Thank you for you. sending that in. I definitely feel that, you know, with relationships and, you know, I know somebody that has had problems in the past with um, with one of basically what was happening 
he was drinking and taking meds and trying to basically make his mate concerned over him and um uh, that that experience that you shared um I've been through some something that's similar to that or I've seen somebody that's gone through that and um that's it's horrible horrible to go through it's um relationships are interesting things because you on the one hand feel like you can't leave them because I think on a deep level, a lot of us feel like it would be somehow saying that we had failed or we weren't good enough. And so we failed them. The truth of it is that while this is not going to make it any less painful emotionally, certain people just aren't compatible. Some people have control issues. It sounds like this guy in the email did. Some people are into different things. Some people like blue instead of red. But for whatever reasons, you may not be compatible. And it's okay to say, you know what? We can, we're just not compatible. No one failed and anybody. Some people are seeking to just be loved. Right. You know, and so therefore, sometimes that runs into a conflict where they just go into a relationship with anybody that's a pretty face or somebody that gives them a slight amount of attention. I mean, I can kind of see with certain individuals that, you know, Certain people, not just furries, but but anybody in a relationship, um, you know, there could be they could have some control issues, um, want to micromanage their partner's lives. I've seen, you know, instances of that, um, even to the point where I knew someone who was so controlling of their partner that they would get onto their emails and, you know, delete emails from other people that didn't necessarily pose a threat. They were just, say, the the opposite sex or potential you know competition kind of a thing which i that's really overstepping bounds of course but how how do you speak up though because what if you're a third party what if you are like him and you are dealing with two people and you are you are not a party to the relationship social decorum says it's not my business you're right and you know what? It is really, really hard in that particular of a situation. I've seen an eye roll. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm thinking in that kind of situation where you're a third party. I mean, if you are, say, close friends with the person in the relationship that's, say, on the uh, the abused end, uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea maybe to carefully breach the subject, maybe casually over coffee or, you know, oh, geez, I noticed he's really... You know, your boyfriend's really, you know, harping on you about the fact that you went and hung out with your high school buddy the other day, looks like. What, what's what's up with that, you know? Kind of, a lot of times it seems like people who enter into abusive relationships, um, it stems from how, like, what they saw as a child. You know, you live with, you know, you go for what you've been raised around, kind of. And because they're so used to that, they're not really aware that they're being, you know, abused. So maybe it takes someone else to say, you know, maybe you should get out of that situation. It's not very healthy or, you know. I agree with you. On top of that topic, I would say don't go at them with, like, definitely use tactics like Gina's saying. Don't go at them with, like, a sledgehammer and be like, he's doing this, he's doing this, and he's doing this, and he's hurting you. Exactly. Uh, you might just lose them at that point. There's definitely a delicate way to approach the subject. And to, to tie those together, 
like it is abuse. I mean, even in the dictionary, and even you know, just now you use mm-hmm. the word abuse. You the the social decorum of not stepping in is for normal things. Abuse leads to harm. It is you are someone is in danger's way. Mm-hmm. That is when you can cross the line, and you know, however you choose to do so. The sledgehammer is definitely the last resort. I mean, if your friend is getting beat in front of you, then, you know, it's just time for the sledgehammer. <laughs> um, but uh, God forbid that happens. But if it's, you know, a coffee thing, well, it's a coffee thing. But yeah. but speak up for yeah. sure. And if you are in, if you're listening to this and you are in the receiving end of such a relationship, I've been in one of those relationships many years ago. Um and it, for me, felt like there was no way out. Like, I could leave, but where would I go? What would I do? Financial this and long-term logistical crap. None of it really happened. So the truth is, is if you, you, you know deep down something's wrong, reach out to someone who you trust outside of the relationship, and they will make sure you're taken care of. I guarantee you they will. And to add on to that, I mean, another thing is, you know, kind of certain People with those, people who act like that or micromanaging or abusive emotionally, verbally, physically, usually have other associated traits along with that. Like a lot of times, you know, what they do is they can actually pull you away from your friends and family. Isolation. Isolate you, exactly. uh, Or control your money or, you know, kind of be like, oh, this is, this is our bank account but you know i say when you can spend money and find something they cut you off so that way you have nothing else but them to turn to and that's a very slippery slope and you know just you know people be aware of that you know speak up speak up exactly well thank you rufus so let's talk about school we have like four emails that were sent in to us about school we did so let's go on to that topic. This is a um, an email from Castric. Mm-hmm. It says, hello, this is Castric again, and bullying sucks. It happens to me at school, and they call me all the names like Furfag and other stuff like that. It's It's most of the people make fun of me. I got a few of fur friends in at school, but aren't here anymore. What I do to stop it is not talk and just ignore it like putting the mute on your ipod your friend castrig yeah definitely i mean just i definitely feel that it's important to ignore um bullying no because that sends the message that it's okay sometimes it's good to ignore bullying you have to pick and choose your battles sometimes Oh, yes. Yes, exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> Go. Conversation. Uh, it, it depends I, largely on your environment, like whether you should take a stand, because if you're in the minority and this other person who's abusing you has 15 buddies that could also gang up on you if your main bully decides, okay, beat him up, you know, it's it might be be the best thing to try and let certain things slide and just I hate to say that but kind of adapt to it like kind of not to say suck it up and deal with it but you know you kind of have to grow a hard hard shell so to speak and and let those comments and things kind of glance off you and I mean if it ever escalates to the point where they actually corner you and are going to get physical then I would definitely say something because it it seems like 
when when there's a physical threat, that's when your parents and teachers and you know whoever will usually step in at that point because they decide when it escalates to that then it's really really bad even though yes emotional and verbal abuse also leaves scars that are just as damaging as as physical abuse in my opinion uh i'm not you know with this situation because i read this email and i i kind of had a reaction and i i've been saving it till now um i'm not saying that what this bullying is doing or what this bully is doing to you is right uh, it's it's wrong. What he's doing to you should not be happening. Um, and you know, it's it's what you ultimately do is up to you. Uh, if if you want really what I would do, it's just this: school is your work. You aren't going, as far as I know, to a place for forty hours a week to earn a paycheck. Consider it your work and behave like it's your work. There's time and place for you to be a furry, and there's time and place for you to go to work. And as long as you view it that way, you know, it might help you balance out some of the things that other people are seeing, allow you to embrace who you are and be happy and not deal with this guy or whoever it is. Bullies tend to like to pick out things that they see that that's different from from everything. I would highly recommend not actually wearing your wearing a tell around yes. school just every like single you would day. Not, just like you wouldn't at the office. Yeah, that you is wouldn't. Your job. You wouldn't do that at the office. Exactly. People are going to, you know, people are definitely going to seek you out and they're going to, to bully you. Anything that's different about you. If you have some sort of physical dis- disability, they're going to pick on you. If they, if you have some sort of medical disability, they're going to probably end up picking on you. So, you know, but I will tell you this. Bullies will find if they if they don't like you, they're gonna find something just to just to pick on you. And that's just how they are. And they'll find even the littlest thing. Maybe it's some sort of like marking that you have on your face or something like that. Like a lightning bolt. Like a lightning bolt. <laughs> just like that. Or a birthmark. All right. Well, thank you for the email, Castric. Alrighty. Our next email uh, we've got here comes from Lions. Uh, says, I've actually had my fair share of bullying. When I was only in the fourth grade, my parents made me move to New York. I'd lived in Georgia throughout my entire life, so I wasn't particularly happy with this move. When I arrived at my new school, all of the students were in their own little groups. The jocks were with the jocks, the nerds with the nerds, etc. At the time, I was not a gamer, so I wasn't able to fit in with my fellow geeks. After a while, I did try to enter a group. I was asked what my name was, to which I replied, Lions. It is actually my name. People laughed at me, which was understandable, given it was a pretty weird name. Then they proceeded to ask me where I was from. I told them that I was from Georgia. While I was saying this, they were able to detect a southern accent. One of them shouted something on the lines of, We got a redneck over here! After this, things only got worse. People would constantly associate me with NASCAR, football, hunting, trucks, and other things considered southern, all of which I dislike. At lunch, if I sat at a table, everyone would move. At recess, no one would let me play tag with them. People threw basketballs at me and sometimes hit me. One Only once was I ever robbed. I only had like $2, but still. I transferred schools. Everything was fine for a few years until 6th grade. Each year, this teacher picked one student to pick on until they left the school. This year, she picked me. She would constantly make comments regarding my southern heritage. She would openly make fun of my work to the other students as well. The one time I failed a test in that grade, I remember her holding it up to the rest of the class as an example of what not to do. 
Once that teacher decided to bully a student, it basically gives all the other students permission. They were able to be mean to me without even worrying about getting in trouble. The taunting was far worse than my previous school since they didn't have to worry about getting in trouble, but the physical violence was completely non-existent. I so hope that teacher has been fired <sighs> since then. Now I've moved back to Georgia. I'm that really weird kid who usually sits alone. I'm not bullied anymore, but I don't have any of the friends I used to have before I left. Once I was a southerner among northerners. Now I'm a northerner among southerners. I still don't quite fit in. So that's my little bullying story. Hopefully it wasn't too depressing. Thanks again for taking the time to read my email, Lyons. I have so much rage right now. I Yes, I'm livid. That... What would you do? If, I... <laughs> if someone is listening to you right now who has that teacher or someone like that teacher. Okay, so from two different perspectives, from the sound of it, Lyons is in maybe middle school, maybe? Um it's again it's it all depends on your environment and where you're at uh i would definitely there's obviously something wrong with this teacher if she chooses somebody to pick on and then condones other kids picking on this one child i mean that's you would think that's against like the code of of morals that a it's an educator would have i mean that that's ridiculous that they would allow that um i would definitely talk to the principal or one of the higher-ups uh or the counselors or the counselors yeah definitely i, I forget they have counselors at school um <laughs> <laughs> yeah talk to school counselors or i mean tell somebody that's obviously not the teacher in that class because they're the instigator here but it, it i'm glad you're out of that situation granted you're saying you still don't have the friends that you had before you left it stuck um, around yeah yeah it you know, and if if you feel that way, sometimes you put off that vibe that, you know, oh, I didn't have any friends here. I was sitting by myself. I was isolated. And maybe, you know, your self-esteem has been hit and you you don't seem like a super happy kid when you're at school. And I think maybe if you reach out to somebody, you might make some new friends. And I mean, it's a different grade and it's a different school. So, you know, there is there is that hope. I, I think the biggest thing is just reaching out and not staying silent about it. Thank you for sending that in. Thank you. If you have an authority figure, be it your boss or your teacher or your parents or someone um, who actually does have authority over you uh, and they're abusing it like that, that is wrong and you should report it. Definitely. I completely agree. Get rid of, I mean, stand up. That's a, definitely a time to stand up and because that teacher will get fired. Oh, yeah. That teacher is going to get run out of town with pitchforks, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I, I don't want, that's a horrible thing to say, but that's a horrible teacher. Oh, anyway, sorry. I just takes me I'm off. sorry that you had to go through that. I mean, mm. definitely. It's, it's so stupid. And, and you know what? Reach out now. Don't let, don't let that teacher's bullying still act on you. Reach out and find your friends. We're all here. We're all friends, and we will Is all Is he currently you. going through that? She. He, uh, she. 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 She moved back to Georgia, I think, at the yeah, end. Yeah, so she's but not, still she's not being bullied, but still she's sits alone. still by herself. You still sit alone. There are people that are out there that have gone through same, similar things like you. You know, I am pretty sure that there are other people that you see sitting alone. And, you know, I was so much part of the loner group in, in school. That was That was my group. But you had so, to overcome it. I'm still 
you know, it's still a daily battle getting through different things like that. And you run a radio show, a radio show, a podcast. What you run a podcast with me? You, you, you're over it, aren't you? You. It sounds. I. I would never have guessed that you were a sit alone person ever. He's overcome his hurdles. Right. I've been trying to, but yeah, I was. I mean, it's always a work. In I progress, was one but... of those people that I didn't have too many friends. I didn't have. I wasn't popular. It's it's been it's been a huge struggle for me to be able to overcome certain things and to be able to build the self-confidence that I need to be able to do the things that I do in the fandom and just know that there are people that are just like you and um, I was one of them. Never feel like you're alone. Thanks for sharing the email. Thank you. Now we have an email from, I think it's Rhapsody, right? Yeah, and I get to read this one, too. All right. Our next email comes to us from Rhapsody. I got some bullying tips here. Dear Rue, Tugs, and Koru, I heard you were doing an episode about bullying, so I thought I would share my experiences and give some tips on coping. Most of the bullying I have experienced has been outside of the fandom. For example, when I was in fifth grade, I had a very short haircut. I still do, but that's beside the point. The boys in my class would tease me and call me Mon Lady because I didn't look like a real girl. At first, it was just name-calling, but then one boy began to take it further. He would kick my chair when the teacher wasn't looking and once cut off some of my hair during art class. My parents and I brought it to the attention of the school, but unfortunately, they didn't do anything about it. I actually ended up switching schools after that year. I regret the fact that I never stood up to the bully and hoped to inspire other bullying victims to help themselves or to get help. Now that the sob story is out of the way, I have a few tips for people who are being bullied. 1. Find friends that you like you for who you are. Having supportive friends can make all the difference when someone is being a jerk. 2. Alert the people in charge, be they teachers or the organizer of an event. If they know what's going on, they may be able to stop it. 3. Don't be afraid to take time away from where the bullying is happening. Time away can help clear your head and help you cope with whatever the bully is doing. 4. It's easier said than done, but try and ignore the person. If you don't react to the person, then they might get bored and stop. A final tip. Use your experiences to make you a stronger person. Use your feelings and project them into something productive like schoolwork, artwork, or even exercise. Anyway, there's my two cents. Sorry for the long email, and thank you for all the work you do to put on such a great show. Love and Cookies, Rhapsody, the Minnesotan Ferret. P.S. Rue, I am thinking of taking a trip to Wisconsin, Texas. How is the climate there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be hard to get there because it's in my mind. No, just kidding. (laughs) It's in Califato. It's on the way to Califato. You have to go through Califato. (laughs) So, response. Mm, Do you want to start with me? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Um, well, again, it's, it's, it's one of these situations where it just, I don't, I don't grasp how the school system, which should be supportive of its most valuable cargo, which are the students, is, is not, is just turning a blind eye to it and not doing anything. It just, I don't, I I really someone somewhere who has money coming into the system or out of the system or somehow has a say on the resources is not wanting to reveal this 
I would put money on that. It's you always can trace it down to someone somewhere is worried that some grant or sponsorship or government money or sanctions of some kind are going to come through and harm the whole school. Well, well this person the, needs to be strung up. At there. the same yeah. exact time, not all bullying is caught. Um, bullying, but this was turned in. The most average of with bullying is like it it lasts about thirty two seconds of that's the average, and then it. It's one out of 12 um, bully situations at school is it actually caught by a teacher or reported. But this was turned in. This was turned in? Yeah. This Isn't that what it said? It was turned in, right? Yeah. They uh, reported it to the school. The school didn't do anything, and uh, she changed schools. Uh, oh, and then I want to correct. I mispronounced something because it looks like there was a spelling error. Uh, I think it's supposed to be man lady that she got called and not mon lady. It's an oh, I thought it was like a Jamaican thing. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like, is that is it French? Is it you know mon lady? Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it was it's sad and it, it teachers will get more support I think if if they did stand up more. But the lawyers and the people in charge and, and politics the and I mean, yeah, you know, people these days. My kid is a precious little snowflake and shouldn't you you can't. You know, my talk kid's to perfect. him. My kid's he wouldn't you do that. You can't touch my child. You know, if your kid's like, you know, the bullies lying to their parents. Oh, I didn't do anything. Oh, I, you know, they they were a jerk to me first. You know, well, that's like, how it is. Everybody turns and makes it into them being the victim. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. So, uh, frustration. However, let's flip the coin. Those were good tips. And if you're in that situation, take them to heart. Yes, thank you Take them to for heart. sending so, that email. Uh, moving right along here, we have one uh, last email in the school arena from Odd. He says, hello, soundboard mixmaster of awesomeness, Koru, and his minions. He's not here, but oh. that's okay. <laughs> Today I'm going to share with you how this bullying has it. affected me. I was bullied very badly when I was in school. I did not have friends. I did not know how to make friends. In my schools, they always got a lighter punishment than they deserved because they knew how to get at me without anyone noticing. And of course, no one was a snitch. I remember the first time someone started hitting me and pushing me around. My nails and teeth were my only weapons, so that's what I attacked with. I was later made to feel shameful of this, and it made confrontations that much harder for me because I could not fight the normal way. I grew up paranoid and still am to this day. I try to isolate myself from anyone who makes me feel uncomfortable. This includes most of my family and my wife's family. My wife teases me and calls me antisocial because all I do when we visit is sit in my corner and play on my phone or whatever I bring to keep myself occupied with. Side note, her teasing doesn't bother me. I'm also paranoid in the sense that I prefer everyone be in front of me at all times. Wherever we go, somewhere in public, I try to put my back against a wall and face as much of the room as possible. All in all, I hated school. Not because of homework or essays or lectures, but entirely from all the hazing I got. I wanted to be homeschooled so I could learn without having to suffer. I've had stuff knocked out of my hands, been pushed around, stepped on, chased, and been the target of numerous attempts at psychological harm by means of intimidation, fear, being outcasted, labeled, and treated as if an infectious disease. The last one has also permanently affected me. I am my mildly, uh, I can't say the word, but he's a germaphobe, basically. Touching others or having others touch me makes me scared. I don't mind a fist bump or a handshake or when my family gives me a hug or something, but just about anything else freaks me out a little, which sucks double because I'm a big guy. I do the critical thinking. My history doesn't bother me, and I've learned how to deal with some of my quirks. All in all, I'm a pretty happy person, and I have much to be thankful for. Loving family, lots of local furries, D20 twice a month, lots of other games, and bells. The tiny little ones that go jingle, jingle, jingle. Signed, Odd. Hmm... <sighs> I just I, I'm 
it still hits me even reading these emails, even though we did the show prep and we've read the emails getting ready for the show and having this knowledge already still reading it. I'm still blown away by it. Just how deep and long those scars go. And it's terrible. It affects you for your whole, whole life. life. You carry that with you, man. That's it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to get through some of these things. I mean, I know that you have gone through bullying. Yeah, I have. But we are short on time, so I will save it for another day. Uh, well, if you are in school, um, take some of uh, Lion's tips to heart. We hope these stories were helpful to you. Um, later on in this segment, we will actually have tips for everyone. So let's move on to sexual orientation. Uh, Keo sent an email in from uh, Fuzzy Logic. Uh, and he, this is what he had to say. Now, before I read this, just so you know, um, unless you've listened to Fuzzy Logic or met Kyoko, he's a very effeminate person. Um, and I, it's, I think it's awesome. Um, but it plays into this a lot. So now you know. Uh, he says, hello there, screwballs. I saw your topic this week and figured it might be a good time to chime in. As the title suggests, bullies are so not fetch. Throughout most of my schooling, I was tormented by much of the school populace due to the fact that I was a very effeminate boy. Slurs like fag, homo, sissy, etc. were quite a common occurrence in the schools I attended. These slurs sometimes would be followed up by violence from my peers. I very distinctly remember being followed home by a group of boys in elementary school and held against a tree by three of the boys while the fourth worked me over with his fists. To top all the bullying that occurred because of my feminine nature, let's go ahead and top that off with the fact that my mother is a lesbian and I was the kid with two mommies. To say the least, school was difficult for me. Due to the constant torment from the kids, I was forced to change schools more times than I care to remember, and to say the least, I began to learn to adapt. I began gathering beards girlfriends and started to force myself into the more popular crowd i would start through the years to personality flip depending on the groups i was associating with so that i would fit into with some niche um with the other kids so people would leave me alone as i started into high school much of the bullying began to get more spiteful pushed into lockers tripped downstairs eggs tossed out you name it i went through it it was hell i was coming to terms that i was actually gay that i was furry and that my mommies were not a normal family dynamic I would contemplated suicide more than a few times over the course of the two beginning years of high school. I call it my emo kid period. This was by far some of the darkest parts of my life. Over the last few years of high school, I had moved again out of state. To cut the story short, I became the popular kid in school the last few years, and things started looking up greatly. While the first half of my life was a living hell, things did get better. This correlated greatly with the acceptance that I am, that, that I am, and fuck the haters. I am who I am, and fuck the haters. There we go. No one in this life can tell you who you are, nor do they have the authority to tell you who you should be. I live by the quote my mama RuPaul says, What other people think of me ain't none of my business. Honestly, the only way to deal with bullies is to accept that they exist and try not to dwell on that. Bring in light and positivity into the thoughts and project that feeling out to the world. If you see something that is wrong, speak up. Because honestly, no one can guarantee that you will have the chance to speak up again. Fuck hate. It does get better. Your purple from Yin Southern Parts, Keo. <laughs> Explain your applause for the audience. He hit it right on the nail on so many different points. I mean, A, you know, hate, hate, you know. Um, if you can hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate. You know, he also brought out another point. What other people think of me ain't my business. Yeah. And there was a quote that was in there. That, that was the quote. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, that was the quote. So it's not any of your business to hate 
I mean, to to care about what some of these people are are saying. Your your true friends will always tell you when you are going off the path. Exactly. Uh, it, it does. I mean, the thing, and this is very personal for me, is I I have an anxiety disorder sometimes over what people think of me. And it eats at me, and I have to, you know, medicate to deal with it because of bullying. I mean, I, the the pills have balanced me out, and it's it sucks on one hand that I should have to rely on medicine for that because it got that bad. But on the other hand, having the peace of mind to know that what other people think of me, if it's negative, it's baseless, um, generally speaking, and that my friends will tell me when I'm in the wrong. It's something that I struggle with all the time, but that I have to trust. I guess what hurts, though, is when you have a friend that then, you know, starts bullying you or something. Or somebody that you they thought your was friend. your friend. Yeah, they, they were your friend. And it sucks. It, it, it hurts. It hurts. Um, but a good friend will come to you. Uh, like, I, like I was telling you when we were hanging out uh, earlier today, that I went up to a friend and I said, I don't know who this is, but this isn't the person I'm friends with. It's not bullying. That was the way of saying, you are doing something a little weird now. What's going on? It, it was not quite deviant from the person I remember, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. What the fuck are you doing? All right. Um. Well, thank you for the email. And if uh, you're one of those kids out there that are gay, don't go throwing rainbow flags everywhere. Just live your life, be a normal person. You know, it's not like you're gonna have sex in the hallway anyway, right? right? I, I think you know what we're trying to get across is, you know, don't. Don't make your sexual orientation like your label. Your label. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I understand having pride. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that's great. But I think there's a time and a place for it. And just like, just like, say, wearing tails or collars or ears to school when you're in grade school uh, and you're a furry, that's, that's another thing that maybe that's not necessarily appropriate to to go flashing around um, i guess what's because hard. oh sorry no go ahead. um because let's face it we're kind of the fringe element of society i mean this subculture is not widely accepted it's just like i, I a lot of people do do the analog between you know homosexuality and gay rights and as well as furry rights like um there's a lot of comparisons drawn between the two there's a thing as furry rights i know right what no i'm that? serious no. i have never heard <laughs> such a phrase okay not not rights oh. I, what i mean is it, it's a it's also it identifies as a culture that it's it's a fringe element okay it's not something that's widely talked about it's kind of taboo and you know at least now you know each each decade we've been you know gaining more acceptance and you know it's i i feel like for the fur fandom, the community, the culture, whatever is kind of where homosexuality was like back in the fifties, you know, it's, well, not quite that, like maybe 60s, 70s. It's still, it's still something that's not widely accepted. So a lot of people are going to, but everyone knows a furry. Oh, can identify them. Well, right. Like, well, no, cause it was like in the sixties, everyone knew a gay guy. Okay. 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 Like, like laid point and, Nod, and are you saying it's kind of like that? A little bit like that. So it's, it's. I mean, maybe our, our time will come, don't get me wrong, and maybe one day it will be acceptable to, and, and nobody will blink an eye when you wear a collar or ears or a tail. But if, if now, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but if you are going to do that, you know, you might need to expect 
weird looks and people asking questions and you know and some people will say harmful or hurtful things or they'll target you because it's different and you can either learn to let the comments roll off your back or you stand up to them or you know just if you don't want to deal with it then don't you know wear the tail to school or the the ears or tone it down a little i school guess school is work yeah school is work there you go For What It's Worth truly is driven by your letters, emails, voicemails, and more. The show would be a lot more boring without you. You make the difference. Here's how you can join in the fun. To comment on today's show topic, visit ForWhatIt'sWorth.com and leave your thoughts on the show notes page. You don't need to create an account to do so. Email the show at cast at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com for general comments. Rue at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com Tugs at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com, and if you're lonely, Koru at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com can be used to contact a specific cast member. Voicemail is awesome, and you don't have to type. So call 469-44-FURRY and leave us a message. Long-distance charges may apply. Send cookies, packages, love, and not bombs to P.O. Box 25394, Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125. United States. If you would like to remain anonymous, just let us know and we will keep it that way. Before sending items to the show, please be aware we cannot return them to you for safety reasons. If you have original music or art you'd like played on the air or displayed on the website, send it to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to keep up between shows, check out our Twitter at forwhatitsworth, our Facebook page, or our Google Plus page. It's a great way to get your show fixed and see what we're up to. For What It's Worth is rapidly coming up on the end of Season 3, which means it's time for an epic episode. But it won't happen unless we get your help. Since you're the best audience in the world, we know you'll deliver. What does furry mean to you? Call us at 469-44-FURRY or send your own recording to cast at forwhatitsworth.com and tell us your personal meaning of furry. Make sure to say who you are, what species you are, and we'll get your audio on the air. Personal stories, simple definitions, or pretty much anything will help this make an episode to remember. Again, call 469-44-FURRY or email your audio to cast at for what it's worth.com. One of the challenges we faced in this episode was choosing which content would make the final cut and which would not. Rue and I felt so strongly about what we covered in this episode, we decided to cut it into two parts. We invite you to tune into part two to hear more of your stories, tips, and different types of bullying and abuse and more before we finally share tips for how to deal with bullies should be available in about a day or so.